I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine. Enjoy talking baseball, and of course, the defending World Series champion, Chicago Cubs. Hi, I'm Anna Cattuli, and with me as always is my buddy Rice. How are you doing, man? Uh, been better, man. This has been a crappy week. Yeah. Crappy, crappy week of baseball for the Cubs. Well, I mean, I, I'm okay otherwise. Like, you know, my life revolves sort of around the Cubs, but not really. So, I'm okay. I've been watching a lot of TV. Yeah. Outside of baseball, my life is pretty good. Yeah, because you're getting married still. Oh, yeah, in about three months. That sounds awesome. Right. Uh, So, who wants to buy me a wedding gift? Anybody (laughs) out there? I know people listen. Yeah, they, I mean, they don't even email in with comments and questions and telling us how much we suck or how much the Cubs suck right now, so... No, they save that for Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, I mean, if they can't do that, how are they going to buy you a wedding gift? But maybe they'll surprise you. That that may be fun. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. You guys have a wedding registry yet? Oh, yeah, we're registered at Target and Kohl's. Targets and Kohl's. How delightfully Mm -hmm. basic. (laughs) Yeah, we're simple people. We don't have extravagant taste. Um, the fiance kind of does, but she likes expensive stuff. No, you can have the the really good stuff at Target for a decent price. Like you know, I don't, I don't even know if people have uh, have registries at Walmart or whatever. I think you can. Yeah, that you can register damn near anywhere. That's I don't know. That seems. I, I guess that could be classy, but, you know, the quote-unquote classy. <laughs> they have some nice stuff there, but... Yeah. I mean, the cost, you know, like, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. I'll give you something. Ah, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. but I, I got to check your registry first. Anyway, nobody cares about what we do, right? Uh, <laughs> probably not. This is, after all, a Chicago Cubs broadcast. Uh, podcast, and uh, you know, we, we do have about 20,000 oddish people on our Facebook page, about 5,000 uh, between the both of us follow us on Twitter, and I, I've seen, at, you know, in the time we've revived this podcast, we've gotten at least 40 downloads of every podcast, so at the very least, somebody is listening to to a chunk of every podcast, and it's not just us when we, you know, test it out to make sure that's downloading right, etc. So someone's out there. Somebody. I, I, yeah, I just wish you like give us your your random calls, you know, like people call into the score and say you got to trade, blah 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 blah, you know, or or option Swerver to Iowa, etc. And you know those kinds of calls that just kind of make you shake your head. I'm pretty sure the people who listen to us won't make those kind of calls. They're, they're very intelligent and 
you know, well-versed fans, but it, it'd be fun to have some of those. Yeah, it would be, but yeah, take what you can get for now. All right. Sooner or later, we'll get all the questions we need. Yeah, but it, it's nice to know that we have at least a, a small listenership, and, you know, it, it's, it makes us feel good. Because this is, after all, a little bit of a hobby. Like, we haven't had time to blog as much as we want to. And, unfortunately, for the time being, except for the fact that, you know, they kind of won the World Series last year, there hasn't been much to blog about. Yeah, you can only say the same things over and over again so many times. I mean... Pitching hasn't really been what it's supposed to be. The offense isn't what it's been. And... There's not really any moves they can make either at the moment. Yeah, I think once we get into the summer and out of this this funky part of the season when the weather is all wacky and uh, you know people are still trying to get into their groove and playing up to the potential, then we'll have more stuff to blog about, especially with the draft coming up and the trade com- deadline coming up in July and the All Star game. That that should get exciting, and then we'll have a lot more stuff for y'all. Absolutely. Okay, let's set up a game plan. Uh, I think this time around we're going to talk a little bit about the Extra Innings Madness. Uh, You know, some people who might not follow the Cubs as much or might wear the games a little too closely to their vests, just thinking, hey, are these Cubs not as good as we thought? Uh, we might talk about the Cubs' next moves and the moves they didn't make over the offseason or through trade. And uh, finally, we'd like to talk a little bit about Eddie Butler, who is slated to start the game against the Cardinals on Friday. How's that for a plan? That sounds like an excellent plan, my friend. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. It was more than just a game. So, uh, I stayed up uh, stupidly on a school night. You know, Sunday night baseball, the Cubs are obviously a hot ticket. They're very popular. And, of course, on Sunday night baseball, you either have to have the Red Sox or the Yankees, right? Yeah, pretty much. So that was Sunday night. And I'm pretty sure you fell asleep. But I, I at some point, I was just like, I, I can't, I got to turn the radio off. But I'm just going to keep following this because I feel like the Cubs can win this. And, uh, you know, we could set the scene. The Cubs were down 4-1 uh, to one because Justin Grimm gave up a two-run homer. And then they loaded the bases. Aroldis Chapman plunked Rizzo. And we, we were scared for a little bit because we thought he, he had, like, shattered Rizzo's wrist or something. But he turned out to be okay. Yeah, and, and that's, kind of like Joe Madden. I kind of lost faith in the team coming back Friday night. Was it Friday night? I don't. I don't remember. I think I it was think Saturday it night. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday they get they got super blown out. But uh, you know, Miguel Montero pitched and saved the bullpen for an inning, and then you had another couple of guys uh, come in to pitch, and that was good. No, I mean the eighteen inning game. Oh, the eighteen inning game. Oh, yeah. Well, I I don't think he. He ever gave up. I mean, he didn't swap. Oh, Madden, Madden pretty much said he gave up on the game around the seventh inning. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. More okay. or less. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The reason up with, he said yeah. the reason why he put Grimm in the game when it was two to one 
well, that he did not quite think the Cubs' a comeback was likely against the Yankees' bullpen. Mm. And that's where he, he put Grimm in the game. Okay, and well, so when they fair. fell down, what was it, 4-1 to one mm-hmm. going into the ninth inning, I kind of just dozed off and laid down. Yeah, Woke I, up to find out they, get, they lost in 18 innings. Right, so, and it, it was amazing. Because, so I kind of just yeah. gave up on that game. And uh, there are a lot of articles being written, and especially like you, you heard over the winter that Rob Manfred and Joe Torre were thinking about, you know, putting a man on second to start extra innings, or, you know, some people suggested going to a one-one count to start every at bat after, say, the eleventh inning or so, and. Other people are suggesting, like, let's do a tie system, like in hockey, where if they if they tie, you know, after twelve innings, you just get a point in the standings. I, I don't know how that would work, but I'm I'm perfectly happy with the way extra innings are set up, you know. Oh, me too. Yeah. I mean, I love getting a winner. I don't like having ties. I don't you... like the games that get rained out midway through when it's a tie. And they don't get completed later. I'm not a fan of that. There has to be an outcome. Right. But so, at some point, good, right? Yeah. At some point, you do kind of have to have a cap, I think, with the innings. Because at some point, you might have to ask a pitcher just to pitch until his arm literally falls off. Or risk an injury to one of your position players. Yeah. But... It can be dangerous for the pitchers having to pitch that much or for the position players to do that much, but I love having an ending. All right. I, I guess I should look it up. I, uh, what is the longest that a game has ever, ever gone? Well, I believe the Cubs and Phillies had like a 20 in a game a few years, like a long time ago. 20 innings. I know the John Baker game was 16 innings. This one was literally let's play two, but in one day. The longest American League game and tied for the longest major league game by innings, which I know with one team winning, was a 7-6 victory by the Chicago White Sox over the Milwaukee Brewers in 25 innings at Comiskey Park in Chicago in 1984. That's got to be insane. And I I do kind of agree with you about the... uh, injury thing, and that's why I wonder if it's not a bad idea to institute some kind of re-entry rule at some point. Like, after, say, the 15th inning, you you should be allowed to uh, put in a an original, uh, you know, pitcher or, or maybe even a position player, or at least do that for the catcher, because after, like, I, I was just saying, Wilson Contreras squatted the entire 18 innings and <laughs> that's mad right there just like man he he can he probably cannot walk downstairs or you know walk period after all that and he I, I think he had an infield single or at least was busting down the line in the in the bottom of the 17th inning uh, after squatting that long and that's that's just dedication right there like I uh, you know, put on the catcher's gear and I catch bullpens for my guys in the high school team and my legs are burning after a few innings. So 
I, I can only imagine how he feels. This, you know, it's, it's his job, right? He's a professional and he's conditioned for that. But still, man, that's it, all that pressure and class is going to burn. Yeah, but uh, he's young. He can take it. And he won the favor of Joe Madden. Oh, not Madden. Joe Girardi. Yeah. Joe Girardi was, Girardi was completely complimentary of him. Well, Girardi was also a catcher, so I, I, I think they kind of stick together. Yeah, that that's going to wreak havoc on, on poor Willie's knees. Yeah. But uh, I think Miguel Montero ca- caught the bulk of the next few games, and, you know, Wilson basically didn't squat for too long. He had a couple of pinch hit appearances. That was nice. Uh, but I, I'm in favor of them just staying as is. No one one counts, no anything, because eventually someone's going to run out of players. Someone's going to get tired. There's going to be an error. That's like when you know the weirdest baseball is going to be played, and that's, I think, what's compelling about the game, at least for us hashtag old people. Going further with um, the longest game in baseball history, back in 1981, the Pawtucket Red Sox and the Rochester Red Wings played the longest game in professional baseball history. It lasted 33 innings. Oh, my God. And they played for a grand total of 8 hours and 25 minutes. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah, that's just... That's just sick. April it was, 18th... Yeah. April 18th and 19th in 1981. Oh, okay, so they had to stop it for curfew and then pick it up the next day. Oh, and it gets better. The 33rd, the 33rd inning was played June 23rd. So they can had to continue it a month or so later. Oh, a couple months gosh. later. <laughs> That's just sick. And I, I guess at some point somebody had to do enough bookkeeping to make sure that uh, they had the same guys and they didn't try to re-enter another guy on the roster. Wait, how does that work, though? Because uh, at, at that point, like, you might have a few call-ups and stuff. Like, you wouldn't even have the same roster, right? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, some, it was a minor league game. I don't know why they played a minor league game that long, but... Damn. Yeah, I, I thought they had, like, curfew limits and all that stuff, but, you know, hey, baseball baseball has no clock. You just play until somebody... Somebody wins. Uh, yep. Yeah, but we're, we're cool with uh, how, how it ended up. Like, I really wish the Cubs had won because, like, the next day I was complete trash. I had to teach and everything, and luckily I had this, like, you know, activity where... Just like, here, I'm giving you a piece of paper, you guys do things, and I'm just going to sit here and try not to fall asleep. So I was okay, but I, I don't know about anybody else who, like, stayed up for that entire contest. Yeah, that that was made for a long night. And the payoff. Mm. The beauty and the history in this cathedral. The sky so blue against the grass so green. I don't know. I think some of the, these things kind of build character, and uh, you know, this this is like a segue into the next bullet point. But 
Miguel Montero uh, gave an interview and said something to the tune of, like, the Cubs are probably taking things for granted. And if that's the case, like, maybe they're being lackadaisical, which I don't think they are. They're very prepared. Like, for being such a young team, they're so well-prepared and they have such a good attitude that it, it's hard to believe that they're just, you know, letting these things slip away on purpose, right? Yeah. They're trying. They're just coming up short. It's not fun. No, you know, it's a lot you know more, they're better than this. It's a lot more fun to win, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, even after playing, like, complete crap for about a month and a half, they're still at 500. And yeah. you, you look and at other teams, in fourth right? place. You look at other teams like, you know, San Francisco and the Royals, who have won previous World Series very recently, and they are... They're, like, last place in their respective divisions. It's, like, ridiculous. So are the Giants, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, we just talked about that. But uh, it's really strange to see these teams that you think are going to be good, and then they just crash, and that's the nature of baseball. I don't think that the Cubs are going to crash. I think their odds of making the playoffs are still around 90% or more, and that's despite their 500 record. Yeah, I mean, they're giving games away with stupid errors and just not the Cubs baseball we're used to seeing last year. Well, last granted, year, last, last year was like a once in a lifetime season. Yeah, that last year they just year was, blew everybody out from beginning to end. And you're not seeing that as much this year. No, not even close. Yeah, I I think you know even. Today, they, they had a chance, like every inning, to put some runs on the board and they just couldn't get the hit. But then again, they were using their uh, their getaway day roster and they were resting a bunch of guys because of the doubleheader on, on uh, Tuesday night. So, you know, it's, it's not like they wanted to lose, but they also realized that this is a marathon. Yeah, they're biding their time. They know it's a long season. They're still close to first. They're not out of it yet. Not even, not even close. So, if it was a must-win game, they would have pulled out all the stops. They probably would have batted Rizzo, who finally got a day off. But yeah, yeah Madden's just letting things happen right now. Yeah, uh, right now they haven't updated the Fangraphs odds. They're still around 93%, uh, precisely 92.9%. The Cardinals are leading the division right now, which, you know, is kind of annoying, but what you going to do about it for now? Uh, but they're at 61% to make the playoffs. So there, there's like a di- big discrepancy between their actual record and their projected odds. And obviously games aren't played on paper, they, they have to be played in person, so you never know where the bounce ball is going to bounce. But uh, it, it's nice to know that the projections are still bullish on the Cubs. Yeah. Speaking of the Cardinals, they have a two-game lead on the Cubs at the moment. Oh, no. And that just happens to be who the Cubs play next. So if the Cubs will go in there and sweep them, the Cubs will be in first. Right. Or <laughs> theoretically. Because yeah. we don't know what... The other two teams ahead of us will do, but 
Is it the Brewers that are ahead of us, or is it the Cincinnati Reds? I, I forgot. I think That's it's the fair. Reds. Right. Yeah, St. Louis is in first. Cincinnati is a half game behind them. The Brewers are, behind, are a half game ahead of us. And the lowly Pirates are pulling up the bag. Huh. And they're two and a half games behind the Cubs. So. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. Like, it, it never quite shakes out how you predict it's going to go. Let's, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't um, our guy Andy have the Reds finishing fifth? They, they haven't uh, fallen off the cliff yet. It, it'll take time, but I think uh, they're at that point where uh, eventually things are just going to fall apart for them. But you never know. You know, sometimes things just happen for teams that you, everybody writes up. And that's the beauty of baseball. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you could have a team come out of nowhere and just destroy everybody. And then you just have a team that you think is going to dominate and just fall flat on their face. Yeah, I have a kind of theory about the Cubs. I think, like, they... And I've espoused this before. I think they want to just let the kids, like, they, this is a core where you have a bunch of guys still under the age of 25 who are playing in their second or third season, and they're, they already have playoff experience, but obviously they're still growing. They're still learning the game, and they still have to learn how to approach pitchers who have a book on them, right? So they're up. Obviously, not going to like send Schwarber or Wilson Contreras or anybody down. They're just going to let them work through their struggles. And I think this is a good way, like for a lot of people to learn. It's just okay. I understand uh, uh, that you're struggling right now, but it's best for you to play every day anyway because you're going to learn from it. And I, I feel like the Cubs are in a great position for that to happen. And as long as, you know, nobody else gets injured, like Jason Hayward's on the DL right now because of a, a slightly finger on a diving play. Brett Anderson is has his yearly injury, so, you know, it, it it's nice to know that most of these injuries are not super debilitating and should t- shouldn't take too long to... To overcome, like you just look at a lot of other teams, like a bunch of pitchers. Like I've lost count of how many pitchers have gone on the disabled list. Like we talked about Syndergaard, who's out for months now because of a strained lat. We talk about I, I think, Gardner. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> dirt bike. Oh my god, that was so stupid. Uh, and you know, a bunch of guys have like you know. Rotator cuff injuries, they have elbow soreness, they have forearm soreness, some are going under Tommy John, and you're so fortunate that uh, the Cubs' issues right now aren't because of injury, they're because they're not paying, playing up the potential. They're doing, they're doing so much worse than what we think they can do. But there are also good signs, right? Oh, absolutely. The past four, four games, Kyle Hendricks has... Pretty much pitched close to what he was last year. John Lackey set a record in Coors Field last um, two nights ago, becoming only the fourth pitcher ever, the second visiting pitcher, to go six, seven shutout innings, at least, striking out ten people. The only other road visitor to ever do that was one Pedro Martinez. 
Oh, yeah. So, Lackey looked fantastic. I mean, he, yes. he historically sucks big time in Coors Field. But seven shutout innings is just amazing for anybody. Right. And, and I, I think uh, I, I like what I saw from who, who else pitched? Uh, John Lester. John Lester pitched against the Yankees, and he basically held them to one or two runs. Uh, the other r- run was basically uh, an error, so it was unearned. But he, he held them down and basically gave the Cubs the chance they needed to scrape together a comeback before they fell in extra innings. So John Lester looked good. Uh, Jake Arrieta, until that really terrible inning where he just kept getting hits, he looked good early on. But, uh, you know, you know, like... I think the rotation is going to figure their stuff out. Uh, I th- think this team is just too good to stay down for too long, and I don't, I don't know how Eddie Butler is going to do on Friday. We'll we'll talk about that later, but I, I don't think this team is going to end the season under 500, and I still feel very strongly that they'll make the playoffs. No, I still think they're going to win the division, and that's not the homer in me talking. The Cubs just have tremendous talent. Their bullpen is is fantastic, despite what you think. They're at a far better pace than they were at this point last year. Um, last year they had a pretty good bullpen, too. But this year they're even better. The starting rotation, the only pitcher that really did, from the main four, that surprised people was was Kyle Hendricks. The other three just did what they normally do. So... I wouldn't say they'd be. You could expect them to regress down to anything. Hendricks might be the one to watch to regress, but he's pitching great the past few starts. So yeah. I feel like they, the Cubs fans have been super spoiled by the past couple of seasons and don't understand how difficult it is to to play baseball. Like. You know, kind of wish, yeah, maybe you shouldn't ground as that double play. Maybe you should throw a strike, but that stuff's hard, man. Like, I, I realize that I'm not a professional baseball player, but I try. And, you know, the pros make it look so easy, and that's why you get so pissed off when when they screw up. But it's <laughs> so hard to do do what they do. It's uh, they. they they basically make the hardest plays look so easy. And then when you try to do it, like, you know, you see the people on Twitter or Facebook saying, oh, yeah, I can hit that fastball. No, you can't. <laughs> if you could, you'd be in the majors. Right. So sit down, shut up, and play your little PlayStation video games. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, I, I don't think they are sucking you know, because they're being complacent or anything. I think it's just the nature of the beast. Like, I see a lot of balls being hit really, really hard, and they're going right at people because of, you know, how well teams use analytics these days to do shifts. I see, you know, good pitches that, unfortunately, don't break the way that they want to, and then a guy runs right into it, and it falls in for a duck snort hit. And that's super annoying, but that's just baseball. Yeah, I forget which Cubs said it, but he he said that the Cubs played in November, and they never really had an off season, and that April was pretty much felt like their spring training. 
So I'm not, I don't know who quite said that, but I'm not sure I really buy it too much. But it takes time to get back into the swing of things, especially when you put so much effort and energy into just into the playoffs and playing as deep the, as they did. They played in November. They had like a month off, maybe two, yeah. before they had to get back into the swing of things. Hayward never took any time off. He went down straight down to Arizona to start yeah. swinging a bat. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate that he he's hurt right now and on the DL. But, uh, yeah, he, he was hitting kind of well for, for a while and at least stinging the ball, even though he, he, he's he been kind of cold right before his injury. But he, he was always hitting the ball super hard. And I, I felt like it, it was just unfortunate timing that he had to go down because now the outfield defense is as good as it should be. Yeah, the outfield defense to close out today's game against the Rockies kind of made me a little bit sick. <laughs> you, had, you had Schwarber, who's a questionable defender as it is. You had Bryant in center, who you could probably play any place you put him and look good at it. But in right field, you had Wilson Contreras. Those are three guys I never want to see in the outfield at the same time ever again. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit strange, but, uh, you know, I, I think Joe Madden just really, really wanted to rest Anthony Rizzo, and I, I think that's for good reason. One, uh, you don't know, like, even though x-rays are negative, you don't know if he just needs to rest uh, to make sure that wrist is completely healed and it has oh, wow. little effects, right? Yeah, I'm fine with Rizzo having a day off. He needed a day off, and Bryant needs a day off soon. Bryant Spade played every inning of every game. Nope, not every inning. He came out of the blowout game late in it, but... I, I think he, he has started every, every play. Yeah. He's played every game, but he was replaced late in, I think, the one blowout game against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he needs a day off. And now yeah. that we have the Candyman up, I expect it to happen sometime soon. Through the good times and the bad times, we stood beside you every day. Till now our dreams have gone. So, yeah, so Eddie Butler is coming up, and they're going to have to make a move to uh, make room for him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Felix Pena is going back down. Like, uh, we talked a lot about, you know, resting starters and whatnot. Uh, I think after Dylan Floro ate so many innings, uh, Rob Sistrisny, can't say his name, ate a bunch of innings, and Pena ate, ate a bunch of innings uh, to save the bullpen and right in front of this off day so that they get another day and then they have a fully rested bullpen to get to, get to St. Louis. So that was really yeah. nice. Florio... I'm saying his name right, Florio, who relieved Arietta in game one. Yeah. So. He like, picked up the slack for Arietta. He saved a lot of the bullpen. And then Lackey saved, saved it in game two. And today Hendricks pretty much helped him out too, going into the seventh. So the bullpen is fairly rested. We got the day off. Should be fully rested for Fridays against the Cardinal. 
Yeah, and Miguel Montero had a scoreless inning. That was great. Yeah, that was the best part about that game. Throwing 82-mile-an-hour heat. And it was a scoreless inning. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo, uh, sir. Yeah, because, uh, you know, they're, they obviously lost all those games, but at the same time, they saved the bullpen so much, and I think on the long run, they... they are going to appreciate that. Yeah, you got to enjoy the small things sometimes when there's nothing to enjoy. And Miggy pitching was one of the enjoyable things from that weekend. Yeah, we had a couple of very usable gifs from that one <laughs> uh, where, where he had the ball go behind the other guy's head. Uh, I think it was Chris Carter, and he was just like, oh, man, my bad. <laughs> that was a great one. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the reason why we're talking about this is, uh, first of all, Brett Garden, or I'm not sorry, I'm sorry. Not Brett, Brett Anderson. Garden. Brett Anderson, too many Bretts. Brett Anderson uh, is on the DL, and it's kind of nice because now they have a ready-made excuse to say, you know what, you stay down in Iowa and you rehab while we look at a couple of guys. If Eddie Butler screws up on Friday, uh, we might see him option back down. Because, or maybe he can't because uh, he is out of option years. That's why they had to, you know, pass him through waivers or something. As I don't think he's on the forty man right now. Who Eddie Butler? Yeah, let me let me double check. No, I, th- I believe he's on the forty man. They picked him up in a trade. Right, but I think he had to be optioned down, right? Yeah, you're yeah, right. I, he is on the forty man. This, he still has some options, I think. He has one left. so Yeah, so this is his last year to go yeah. up and down. Yeah, so this is his last year, so he can be optioned. You are correct, sir. So he was already on the roster. For some reason, I thought he had to be added after Matt Caesar was uh, was designated. <laughs> that was Florio, wasn't it? No, Florio was also Florio. on the Then who they add? They just have an open spot now. Oh, that's right. They added... Um, they added somebody. I can't remember who. Well, Pena was there, uh, or was there? Let me see. They they might must have selected Floro's contract. So let's check Cubs transactions. That's what we can do. Cubs and transactions. Do you remember who the other starter they picked up in a trade? Alec Mills. Alec Mills. Yeah. How's he doing in the minors? Uh. I am not sure. I, I feel like he was injured at some point, so I'll have um, to look I'll, that up. I'll look him up. Yeah. So Flora was under the 40-man, and Jamer was there. They, they just optioned Flora back down to keep Jamer up after the after the doubleheader. And, you know, you were talking about Chris Bryant needing a day off. Well, you know, that's what Jamer can do. He could play third base and give Bryant a day off. But uh, you don't know how how much they need that now that there's an off day, like everybody's going to be rested. That's another day that, you know, Jason Hayward can rest, and then he's a day closer to coming back. So Hayward is retroactive to May 6th. He can come back on May 15th or 16th, depending on which, which one is the 10th day. And Hayward said he doesn't expect it to last much more than the 10 days. He thinks yeah. he'll be back right away. And yes. Alex, 
Alex Mills. Alec, right. Exactly, Alec Mills is actually having a decent season. Yeah. He's 2-0 and at the moment with a 327 ERA. So he's doing a pretty good job. Not yeah. too bad. Mm-hmm. 11 innings pitched. Um, seven strikeouts to one walk. Okay. And a that's beautiful .909 whip. Yeah. So that's good. He's uh, limiting the hits. We're talking about Eddie Butler, and that means, I guess, Mike Montgomery is staying in as the long man or the swing man and not getting a shot at the rotation just yet. And maybe, not just yet. Maybe this is a good thing because uh, they want to experiment. They already know what Mike Montgomery can do as a starter from last season. So maybe let's just see what we have in Eddie Butler, and that's that's what they're doing right now. So I got Eddie Butler. He's a one and zero in five starts. It seems like they they haven't been giving him a lot of run support in his starts. Otherwise, like he should be more than just a one and zero. He's only got seventeen strikeouts in his thirty innings, so he's not striking out too many people, but he's limiting the walks. So, you know, that's one of those things where you're like, well. He's not striking out too many people, but at least like he's letting his defense work for him, and he's got a 1.17 ERA right now because his defense is working for him, and he's keeping like a lot of balls on the ground, it seems. And that's what they need, a good ground ball pitcher. Yeah. And if the defense plays the way it's supposed to be, then, then he should have great success up here. Yeah, I feel like the defense has been faltering, but... That's relative to the historically great defense last year. And so it's kind of an unfair comparison. It's kind of like, you know, comparing myself as a, uh, you know, a playground basketball player to like LeBron James. It's not a fair comparison at all. Once again, Cubs fans are a little bit spoiled by the fact, you know, last year they were really good and won the World Series. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems a little last unfair, year. doesn't it? It does. The Cubs set up too high of expectations, and Cub fans think every year should be like that, unfortunately. And unfortunately, it won't be. That was a once-in-a-lifetime season. You'll probably never see a team blow everybody out like that from beginning to end and just run away and hide. Yeah, I mean, they'll make the playoffs, and they'll have another chance at the World Series, but like a juggernaut like that only comes once in a blue moon. And, and even then, like, they, they had to take seven games and overcome a 3-1 deficit to beat Cleveland. So you, you have to understand how random and weird and difficult baseball can be. Let's see. So the Cubs are 17-17 and 17 right now, correct? Uh, that would be correct, sir. Uh, so that's 128 games to go. I'm pretty sure they will do a lot better in the next 128, but we'll probably see, still see stretches like this. And you get you remember the last year, right, when they lost all those games right before the All-Star break? Oh, yeah. That was way worse, but that was in the context of a season where they started, like, really hot out of the gate. Like, right now, the bad stretch is at the beginning of the season, and the bad stretch is still, hey, the Cubs are at 500, you know? So it's not like it's that bad, but it's not 
good enough for a lot of people. And the wife was telling me, hey, you know, maybe some people would jump off the bandwagon and uh, we'll get cheaper tickets again. <laughs> yeah, tickets aren't going to be cheap again for a long time. Yeah, it's wishful thinking on my part, but, uh, you know, they'll still sell out the games and they'll still... Wow, cookies. Cookies. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we got to gotta get more podcast food in here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, have you tried the new food items at Wrigley yet? Um, not really, no. Yeah. I'm not really a, an adventurous eater. Yeah. At ball games, I like traditional ballpark food. Like the nacho helmets and, you know, nachos, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah, processed nachos. Mm. Just get my nachos and a bag of peanuts. Yes. Yeah. And a bag or two of Cracker Jack. Not Jacks. Yeah. There's no S, people. Sing right. it right. You know, you uh, told me about that Disney the dra- uh, driver thing that they do, and nowadays they're just giving out those little tokens and I can redeem it for not just a regular soda but a souvenir soda and that's yes, really you nice have to go to, you have to go to the right stand oh really Although, otherwise most of them will just give you the little bitty cup okay which one's the right stand I just went to the one straight across from the the fan services is that the right stand because that's who gave me the souvenir cup <laughs> then that would be the right stand yeah okay that, that was really cool. Is that, was Go to like, a different one, then you're probably going to get not the size that you want. Yeah, that sounds great. I I, I liked uh, being able to do that. I did. I will go to uh, the one next weekend. I think you're there too, right? Uh, May twentieth. I'll be there on the twentieth. Yeah, and I'll probably be there a little bit early so I can get make sure I get that bobblehead. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's final out bobblehead. It's the final have, out bobblehead. It's supposed to have both uh, Rizzo and Bryant, so it's a Brizzo bobblehead. Rizzo. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Yeah. So I didn't tell you. I got myself a World Series championship ring. Oh, well? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Like it looks great, one, too. One of the expensive ones or just the, the fam ones for 200 bucks. Oh, I got a I got a cheap ass knockoff from China for ten bucks. <laughs> is it plastic? No, it's it's heavy metal. Oh, okay. It's solid. It looks good. Might be brass, but if they shape it right and paint it right, it, it might look like the real thing. Does it have I don't, like? I don't I don't care if it's what type of metal metal it is. It could be steel, could be anything, could be copper for all I care. <laughs> it look, looks silver, looks great. For ten bucks, it's well worth it. Okay. Do they have to ship it from China? Yep. So for two rings, they shipping all the way from China, thirty bucks. Pretty cool. Did Did they give you like a picture of what it looked like on the side or? Uh... Did they have to, like, the we never quit on the bottom and whatnot? Uh-huh. Wow. It's, it's an exact replica. We never quit on the bottom. It's got the W flag on the side. It has the name Zobrist. Huh. It's but, got the marquee yeah. on the other side. 
On the inside, it's got... It's got the engravings on the gilt, right? 11-3-2006-12-47. C3, SF1. C4, LA2. C4, Cleveland 3. And yes, it has the goat. <laughs> so well, it's a pretty damn nice nice knockoff. Well, I wonder for, if they would get bucks? sued for that. <laughs> I don't think China cares. Oh, right. Well, you know, they China... They can't sue me for buying it. I mean, they, they probably don't care because they have all the United States money right now. So they're just like, go ahead. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, for 10 bucks. I got it off eBay. I forget the name of the guy, but... It is a pretty nice one. I'll meet up, if I meet up with you on the 20th, I'll show it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's you should pretty take a damn sweet. You should take a picture and, like, post it on the website. Or, like, you know... We always need content. Like, just put up, like, a throwaway blog and say, Hey, look at my ring. Look at my bling. <laughs> You know, only people knowing that listen to the podcast will know that it's a knockoff. Yeah. But, dude, this thing is freaking huge. It takes up half my damn finger. Yeah. it got to be gaudy. I mean, it's been over 100 years. You might as well flaunt it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, even if you're not even on the team and you're just doing it as a fan, like, you gotta got to flaunt it. Through the triumph Will you answer all our hopes and prayers? All right, so we got 128 games left. Uh, let's play a game. What is their record over the next 128? <laughs> the next 128. I'll say the win. They go 80 and 48. All right, that was my my conservative guess. Mm-hmm. Great minds think alike. So that'll get put them at ninety-seven wins, because like you know, even though they're at five hundred, that doesn't mean they're gonna play five hundred ball for the rest of the year. I I think they'll get they'll snap out of it. Oh, absolutely! They're just too good. They got too much great talent. Yeah. Rizzo's not gonna hit. What is he hitting like two twenty right now? Yeah, he's not gonna hit two twenty the rest of the season. Schwarber's not gonna hit under two hundred the rest of the season. Even if he is leading off, so stop complaining. Yeah, I'm okay with him leading off. I, I, I feel like, you know, until they get another, you know, Dexter Fowler or until Albert Amora learns a little more discipline or something, they're, they're not going to have the prototypical leadoff hitter. They're not going to have Ricky Henderson, right? But uh, yeah, they, they have at least someone who can take pitches in it. I think we should just appreciate what we have. Like me, it's it's the same guys who won the World Series last year. They can't suck that bad. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. The Cubs come pouring out of the dugout. Jumping up and down like a bunch of delirious 10-year-olds. The Cubs have done it. We can start pimping our websites. We are at WorldSeriesDreaming.com. You can find me at, on Twitter at WSDreaming underscore Cubs. And you can find me on Twitter at CubicSnarconia. 
very active on there. You know, I I think uh, what we need to do because of you know people complaining about Facebook, we we do flood a lot of walls, and I, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing because you know out of twenty thousand people who follow our page, one thoughts, person complained. Yeah, and maybe maybe we'll just do end of inning updates from now on. What do you think? Nah, I like doing scoring updates. Okay, well, I think the only reason why that guy complained is because we were pimping Miguel Montero being American, being a. Finally becoming a U.S. citizen. Oh, yeah, some people don't like that. that's the post he chose to complain about. That's don't silly, though. anything better to do. <laughs> yeah, maybe just uh, reserve. It depends. Like, if you do, like, rapid fire, like, some, sometimes, and we we almost expect it, right, from these guys because they're, they're just such, such good players, they – score rapid fire they score like five runs in a row like it's like you know one nothing oh it's an rbi double here's a walk here's an an rbi triple blah 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 blah. and then it's like you know several minutes worth of post after post after post i feel like those we we could probably uh, streamline a little bit maybe we could look into it i mean yeah well, those we'll figure don't happen out. those don't happen too often no, kind of like those, like uh, one big burst. Yeah, kind of like those uh, super long extra inning games. They only happen once in a blue moon. So maybe we're we're fine doing what we have. I I don't think anybody really super complains about it anyway. It was just an idea. But what we need to do though, uh, I noticed that Facebook has stopped transferring Twitter cards over to Twitter. So um, maybe what can happen is since we both run the page and you personally run the twitter because it's yours like i, I don't want to touch it too much uh maybe you should tweet the actual links via twitter and then i could just go through facebook and we'll, we'll make sure that people can see the previews because right now they're not seeing the previews and i'm wondering if that's stifling some of the traffic coming to our site because people like shiny things they're like raccoons right it's like, <laughs> But uh, if I don't see the picture, I'm just like, well, what the hell are you showing me on Twitter? <laughs> right. So, yeah, like, that's, that's what we could try to do. Like, once you see that I've posted something, just take the same link and repost it manually on Twitter. Maybe that'll work. But that depends on how busy you are at your job. And I'm trying to do this in between, like, passing periods and preps anyway. Yeah, sure thing. We can get. We'll make this thing hum like a a well-oiled machine. It's it's been going fine for a few years, like for a hobby with two guys, right? We are two crazy. You just yeah, want to do much. this on spare, spare time. It's it's been pretty good. And uh, we we do appreciate the help we get from guys like Andy who posts as behind the Ivy, and uh, we got to get him like on the on the pod when he comes back to civilization. I think he's like deployed or on a job or something right now. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate all the help we get from everybody. We have a bunch of random people that come and go, give us blogs here or there. Right. But for the most part, it's 
you and me. Lately, it's been you doing all the blogs for the most part. So I've got a wedding to plan. Yeah, I I, I do what I can, man. It's just uh, there's so much, so many Cubs blogs out there. There are like 20,000, and I'm probably not even exaggerating. And they all post the same stuff, and I'm just like, well, we got to be different somehow. And I feel like we're trying to, like, do, you know, pictures and... We try to be funny, and I think we we do a decent enough job of that. I do too. Yeah. Uh, gotta thank Randall Sanders for giving us the audio clip from the radio pack. He was calling the final out. So awesome. Can never get too tired of that. Oh, never. Yeah. Gotta thank Rich Deanna for giving us uh, his awesome song. You can find his song on iTunes. That will be in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, they should totally email you right no totally tell us we suck ask us a question any questions there's the only stupid question is the one that's not asked yeah and give them your email sir it is world series dreaming at gmail.com yeah because after this stretch of games we know you guys got things to complain about or questions to ask so yeah Please do uh, contact us. Alrighty, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, we gotta find a really good outro because I think we have a good intro. We need a good outro, so we'll we'll figure that out next time, and uh, eventually we'll get this thing humming. This is like our eighth times at eighth time doing this in like one and a half years, so gotta bear with us. Uh, Anno's rattling chips, me figuring out the sound issues on my my end, but uh, I I feel like it's sounding good, and I I have a lot of fun doing this. Me too. It's it's always fun to talk baseball. Right. All right. So WorldSeriesDreaming.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. All that's in the show notes. Please rate us on iTunes and send in emails. I think that's pretty much it. That's all for tonight. Yep, we gotta go to bed because we're old and we have jobs. <laughs> yep. Good night. Night, guys. More than just a game.